You're listening to The Skinny with Rico Elmore, founder and CEO of Fatheads Eyewear. The undisputed leader in oversized eyewear is Fatheads. All right, welcome to The Skinny with uh, myself, Rico Elmore, a proud sponsor of Fatheads Eyewear. Thank you. Oh, that's us too, but anyhow. Uh, today we got our good friend and guest, uh, Cruz Pedergon, NHRA, funny car, nitro driver. How's it going? Good, Rico. How you doing? We're good, man. Just uh, in the midst of uh, trying to move to our new facility, as we talked earlier, and uh, in the middle of that, trying to run your business at the same time. You you know the program. I, I know the feeling. It's yeah, it never ends. You've you've got a traveling uh, traveling uh, road show, so that's we're, uh, we're like the we're like the circus, and I guess the drivers are the clowns. So that's <laughs> kind of the way I see it. Set up shop. Three days later, we're three days later. We're tearing it down and going to the next one. We've outlawed. We, uh, I don't know if you remember, it was in Atlanta. It was the first, the first nitro race that Morgan Lucas had won. It was rain delay, rain delay, rain delay, and everybody was pretty much gone except the teams. And uh, we were up against Spencer Massey, uh, and. Uh, I think Spencer was driving for for Snake at the time in the Skull car, and uh, I think that's what it all was. Anyhow, we ended up winning, and the NHRA officials said, "Now you guys need to pack up and get out of here. There's a tornado that's about to hit." And we said, "Hell, we're not getting out of here. We're going to party." Yeah, this guy just won his first race, right? Right. And then we came to the conclusion: this is going to be the biggest trailer park hit ever. Yeah. With the multi-million dollar trailers with all the cars and equipment in them, I'm like, all right, but we could be part of it. So it was going to be the uh, that was going to be the exciting part. But uh, anyhow, so my my uh, my opening question always is, how in the hell did you get in this business? Well, it, it through my dad. My dad raced in the '60s, and you know what's funny about that is my dad when he retired, he we thought he had like a 20, 30 year career, but when we started look because we were kids when he raced but when we look back at it it was like a five-year career and we thought it was forever so he retired he started racing in the early 60s but he started racing serious nitro racing 64 5 6 retired about 67 so we grew up uh we were born in the mid-60s so we were really really little so we just grew up loving it we'd go to orange county when my dad wouldn't have anything to do with it he would say all right go ahead and go to the Go to you know because we lived in Torrance, California. So right. we would go to Irwindale when it was open. We'd go to Orange County. We'd go to Ontario when Ontario had before Fontana. Yep. yep. We'd go there, and so we just we just kind of started off as fans, and then we to to tell you how I got started, I, I would just say it like this: I think the connections might not. I think I know the connections my dad had through friends enabled me to have a name to go in and kind of. I guess network, right, right? Right. And and um and I had two things. I would work for free or like work for food. <laughs> right. You know, and so that's the way you have to start out. I mean, if I would give advice to any young drivers, I would just tell them, "Hey, you have to do whatever it takes and you have to be willing to not get paid for it." Right. Right. That's the bottom line. So And, and we were talking off camera, of course, and uh you know, Jason Johnson, the great picture of him. Uh where, where did he he came up from from uh, 
from Louisiana or Texas or something. I think it was Louisiana. Yeah, yeah Louisiana to help somebody that was at, uh, I can't remember, I think it was at Pennsylvania Speed Weeks, you know, right. for free. You know, and who knows how I even got there. But uh, but that is a lot of it, you know. And, I mean, I, I grew up around racing, you know, uh, you know, stock car racing. I was I was there when I was a little kid and became a, a super fan. You yeah, know? right. And, uh, you know, I raced go-karts and then. I literally outgrew that, so yeah. I couldn't do that anymore. So it was uh, they didn't have anything big enough to put yeah. my big ass around the track. Actually, I started out. That's the go kart scene was kind of big around little oval dirt oval tracks. So that's how I. I mean, that's affordable racing. I mean, right. to go, you know, even to take unless you steal your mom or dad's car and go run it on a Wednesday <laughs> right. night at a bracket show, it costs money. Even like I was thinking the other day, like radio control cars cost. Uh, you know, really, uh, you have to have that. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, spendable money or, or yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, throwaway right. money. Like, yeah. So you have yeah, to eat, yeah. house yourself, and then have enough money to to do that. So you know, drivers figure out how to make it work. But I always tell people this: if you ask ten drivers, doesn't matter what category, what class, it could be dirt track, drag racing. They all have ten different ways of how they got where they got. Yeah. There's no cookie cutter way. It's it's opportunities, but they all have one thing in common: they want to race, right? Pretty bad. So, well, they've got the heart. They've got the heart for it. So, it was you and two brothers, right? Yep. So, who got in first? I think I did. You I think did. I yeah I got into racing yeah. first. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. Well, I started when my dad was alive. We had a truck uh, yard, truck lot. So they they had a truck drag race in like at Orange County. So I'm like, hey, Dad, can, can we take one of the trucks off the lot? And so we did, and I went and won the race. Oh, shit. And I, was a, I had a 21-second Kenworth, banging gears. And so anyway. Literal, literal bang, truck yeah, race. Yeah, it was 21 seconds. So we did bracket racing. So I won like a $1,000 trophy, the whole nine yards. So that was really the beginning of my career, racing career. But it took a lot of turns and curves. But, yeah, I started out doing that. And then I started out racing – 1986, uh, uh, guy by the name of Charlie Marquez, out of Compton of all places. I'd hear gunshots at night. I'd be over there working on his car. I hear pop, pop, pop. I'm like, hey Charlie, <laughs> what we got some fireworks? Oh no, 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 man, those are those are some gunshots. So I would try to find something really low to work out on the car because I was in a garage. So I'd be like, man, let me see, make sure these headers are header, yeah. header uh, bolts are get tight underneath the car. Yeah, right. While. I want to check the bottom yeah, end, but right. so. So yeah, I just started out. You want to talk about humble beginnings, man? I the car I drove was probably at that time was probably 15 years old. So, but you know, if you listen to any driver like Tony, I probably start out more like a guy like Tony Stewart, where he really started out bot, rock bottom, work your way up, proved yourself, and you know, and that's. I remember uh, speaking of Tony Stewart, somebody asked Tony about other drivers that it, let's say let's say a driver gets a. a an invitation to 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 get timed with other drivers. I don't even know what they call it in NASCAR, right? They they, right. they they just hey bring a group of guys, see what you got. That's when you have to show your stuff. If you're off that day, too bad, so sad. You may not ever get called again. Yeah. yeah. So I, Tony Stewart said it best. He says, you know, when I had my one shot, I took advantage of it. Yeah. You know, that's what you have to do. It's cruel. It's not you know racing is not um, unlike sports where you can just bring your yourself and your skills racing costs money you have to bring sponsors or something to the to the table uh or unless you're like a kyle larson nowadays that's really really good then you get then then you get they call him young money because yeah. he a hey, guy 
guy's yeah. spectacular. Which the which the end of that race was more of what NASCAR needs. Right. Oh, with that Kyle the, the other day? That was the yeah, best. Yeah, I saw that. That was both of them mixing it up. Mixing they both up. finished, you know, where they finished, which was great. But right. uh, And at the end of it, they both shook hands and, hey, that's racing. And you know what? That's really what's missing from that sport now. But, but you know, let me say this about – and I'm a I'm – a, uh, fan so i, I watch right. it just like but i i really followed a uh, kyle larson's career because he raced dirt track which midget sprints which I, I love those but i think really the confidence that he has showed because he didn't get out of there mf and anybody he didn't get out of there pointing fingers he got out of there and said you know what it's a good race hey don't don't be booing this guy but that's a confident driver that knows he's going to get his shot again and yeah. you know yeah. hey, if i'm those other nascar drivers man that's that guy for not having a lot. Think about it. He's only been in a cup for what a couple right. of years. Right. He's and already he's, mix, the, he's, he, he's mixing up with the probably arguably the best driver out there now. That's right. that's pretty good. And 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 the least paid. I'm sure. I'm sure he's getting paid more now. But you know that's the thing that's been going on in NASCAR is they're trying to get everybody back in line and sure. pay. Yeah. Because you know these ten million dollar a year guys. That's that's not happening right. anymore. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, where they're bringing, you know, the Kyle Larsons and the Chris Bells, which are crazy talented. Right. Uh, but, you know, the other the other side of that is, is, you know, they can bring them in at a number. You know what I mean? They can right. bring them in at an affordable right. number to right. make the numbers work. But, sure. So I guess my question to you is, is what was your shot? Well, my shot was uh, not really in that first car I drove. That car was just to get my name out there to get my license. But I drove a car by name a guy Gary Turner, GT Bikes yep. out of Huntington yep. Beach. Yeah, All right. yeah. Sure. I started out with Gary's car, and and I and I uh, I took advantage because it was a good enough car where I could win. I thought, man, at some point you can't be like Flintstones, just shove your feet through the through the floorboard and pedal your way. Right. You have got to have the car. Right. You know, it's like a it's like a horse. I. I tell people you, you don't see anybody win the Kentucky Derby on a donkey, so you have, definitely have to have a good horse. Right. The right. driver should complement that. So yeah, I got in that car and won races. The driver they had before didn't win much that I recall. Um, so yeah, that was my shot. And so, you know, it's I put a lot of pressure on myself. I I just that was so dedicated and committed. But you have to figure out. Okay, there's 20 other drivers that want to drive that same car. How are you going to differentiate yourself from all those other guys? Yeah. And GT I, I, I don't, I don't know that I ever did that, yeah. but but I, but I, it, it, it definitely sprung me in yeah. to the limelight a little bit. Yeah, GT bikes. That's I had a GT. Yeah, yeah, GT, GT bikes. Pro performer. Yeah, they. You know, it's funny because they started. <laughs> How the out, hell did he? What was he doing? Did you he know, just like it? Yeah, yeah. He was, he was a, a he, fan. He was a fan. He yeah. And there was two. There was uh, uh, Richard Long, who was partners with Gary. Gary was the GT, yeah. but there were two people that made up that company. And they grew it out of their garage. They, it's a, it's a, you know, like like you, Rico. You start out your fatheads company. Just it's an idea. It's a thought, you know. But they were literally welding bikes together in their garage, like their track home. Wow. Turned it into a, you know, multi, I don't know, multi billion or multi multi million, probably one of the top names. One in, of the top names bikes. back in the day when and, all the yeah, bike stuff was going right, on. right. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, he he was a guy that this was his hobby, and he didn't he never wanted to drive. He wanted to own. And uh, yeah, we had we had some. I raced for for Gary for three years, I think, and yeah. we had some good times. And and what class was that? This was top alcohol dragster. Okay, yeah. So they we, right we, we went. We were running six twenties and sixteens at that time. So that had this to be the 80, fastest thing 80, to run. Eighty six, eighty seven, yeah. eighty eight. 
Yeah. And I won back to back races, and yeah, it was it was like I say, it was a good car. Uh, definitely uh, was able to make some strides in that. So then you move into nitro. Then I move into well, I moved into alcohol funny car for one year. Okay. I I wanted to drive a funny car, really. Yeah. What I wanted to drive, but yeah. there wasn't those seats available. So I drove alcohol funny car for a year for a team out of Northern California. Then at that point, I met was introduced to Larry Miner, who owned a multi car nitro team, the Pros. The big dogs, the big cheese, right? Yeah. So I went right to that. And um, we had a, a partial year the first year. And then the next year, we Larry landed the McDonald's sponsorship. I remember that. So then sure. basically I was a dragster driver, and Ed, the Ace McCullough, legend driver, big name, was driving the funny car. So Larry literally asked me one day. We were sitting at – we were at – it was a rain delay in Redding, Pennsylvania. We are at waiting for it to rain. He comes up to me, and he says – and I knew the McDonald's thing was lingering – and uh, Larry said, "Hey, uh, w- uh, like, kind of like have some bad news." He goes, "Would you would you mind getting out of this car and, and driving the funny car?" And I was like, "I'm like, what are you kidding me?" I, I, I didn't say that. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I think I could do that," which is what I wanted to drive anyway. So, you know, like they say, the rest is history. Where I drove that car '92 championship year, dethroned the great John Force '94, '95, '95. Joe Gibbs came in as the owner took over, built a new team with McDonald's sponsorship, and then raced for Joe uh, 96, 97, 98, and third of the way into 99. And then went on my own in summer of 99, became a car owner, dove in feet first. Crazy. Didn't think I – yeah. Crazy. People were coming up to me saying, Cruz, why in the world all the money you made driving are you going to just put it in oh, – you don't want to do that, Cruz. And the more they say that, they said that, the more pissed off I got. I'm and, with you, and I didn't. I didn't want to hear about it. And I, you know what? To me, it was the best thing I ever did. And you know that was the thing I was telling somebody the other day. I said, you know what? I could tell you, I could count on one hand how many people told me how great it was going to be with what I was doing with mm-hmm. this company. Right. I couldn't. I I don't have enough hands, feet, toes, any of the above to tell you how many told me it'll never work. Right. Right. And you know what? Those are the ones that drove me. Right, right. That's exactly yeah. what you just said. Right. It's like every time they're like, you're an idiot. Why are you doing this? Right. It's like, I'm going to show you who's yeah. an idiot. You yeah. know, and yeah. here you are successful years later. And listen, I don't care if you're John Force with the money, with, with big sponsors coming in a lot of times. It's always a struggle. It's a struggle with us. With the, It's not a struggle. It's a fight. It's a constant fight with us, you know, with, you know, whether we're developing a – a new product, a new line, a new this, a new that, because it's ever evolving. It's like you guys. You get a new crew chief. You get an old start crew chief. Over you, it's a start over. It's a baseline. And then, okay, well, let's try to go from here. Thank God you have an idea of what your car wants or needs. It helps a lot. But there's, you know, I mean, you've been hooked up with Snap On for several years now, which, you know, is, is awesome. Good people there yeah. as well. And it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things. I mean, you go out there. I, I, I think one of the things that that is awesome with you is, that I see, you know, you go out and you ride with one of the drivers. I, I'm not sure if you still do that. I know you used to go out oh, and yeah, ride with, with. ride with the Snap-on franchisees. Yeah. Oh, we do that every race. Every yeah. Thursday I go out to the field, as they say, and, yeah. and meet and greet the customers and thank them. And, what do they and, think when you show up? Oh, you know idea? what? They Yeah, they uh, some of them will uh, – they'll, they'll kind of be a little shy, if, especially right. if they know who I am, and then yeah. I'll just – you know what I what I enjoy about doing that is I like to be able to 
talk and interact with them and just really not talk about what I do, talk about what they right, do, sure. you know, and bring up, you know, what because the tool business is meets it's it goes hand in hand with racing. Sure. Plus, I grew up around trucks, so it, it kind of works out. But, yeah, it's it's cool to get out. there. It's unique. You yeah. know, I'm you know, think about it. Stamp on has over thirty five hundred stores. They call them stores yeah, because sure. they're store, stores Absolutely. on wheels. And so the automotive industry is directly connected with racing. So it's so it, so it works out. I mean, I had uh, a burger sponsor, McDonald's, which was a tougher sell because they have a lot of venues. Okay, how do you connect the our customer to racing? That was a little tougher. Auto parts was closer. I had advanced auto parts. So when you want to race, were you in the winner's circle like with a Big Mac? Just oh, yeah. yeah I, I did commercials. <laughs> well, yeah, I bit into a uh, – what was it? A, a, not a – I'm call it breakfast, Jack. That's Jack in the Box. I was, I, I was buying like an egg, egg McMuffin. McMuffin. We were filming a commercial, and I literally bit into this thing probably about twelve to fifteen times. But little did they know I was spitting it back out. But it was a nice, fresh. They kept handing me a perfectly groomed egg McMuffin, and it was at their store. They have a store in City of Industry that's a mock store that yeah. you know. So it, yeah. it was a great sponsor, great people. Uh, but it, it ran its course. I think it was seven years. Then I was with uh, Advanced Auto Parts for like seven years. Yep. But what I was getting at is the business part of it. That Snap on, or I'm sorry, Snap on Advance was a little closer to uh, to to because mechanics. It's a natural and it's it's a yeah. statistical fact that they go to the races. They enjoy yeah. race. But then the Snap on is even closer to what I think is is a is a is a win win because you have the customers. They they buy the tools. So yeah, it's a great sponsor. I'm grateful we're signed up till 2020, which will be 10 years. Wow! That I've been with. We've been with Snap on. God, do they buy tools? Yeah, yeah. Some of those toolboxes. I, I used to work in the dealer end. In oh the dealer right, market, right, so, right. I mean, you know, you would walk back there and you were thinking, God, if this guy has a toolbox like this, he must live in a mansion. Right. You know, well, a lot of those that guys. Toolbox, that's, yeah, that yeah. Toolbox. It costs as much as their car. Yeah. But they, yeah, you know, in Toyota, right? Toyota's the that that's it's it's a great fit because you know Toyota is one of one of my one of our sponsors so they the Toyota dealers most of them require Snap-on tools to be if you're going to be a tech you know you need to have you know tools that are yeah certain industry tools yeah, yeah. you can't be rolling yeah. up there with Harbor tool and freight stuff yeah you know, yeah, yeah you know what I mean so we used a har which I will tell you this the difference between Snap-on and Harbor Freight is we had a Harbor Freight. Uh, a Harbor Freight drill bit. We were drilling through something, and it literally bent it to a ninety degree angle. And a that's snap hard on, to do. Snap on, no chance. They have those black, uh, black bits or something. And I'm telling you, it, it'll yank you through the hole with yeah. it as it's yeah. going. So, but it's, uh, but yeah, they're they're uh, you know you've got Maco, which you know Mac. I mean. All great tools, but man, Snap On was always the one. You know, if uh, yeah. you saw a tech back in the back in the back that had a uh, that had a Snap On toolbox, man, they were yeah, they were the deal. They were serious about their yeah. careers. You know, it's, so yeah, it's a it's a pride thing. And you know, let's face it, we all like tools. That's like a big boy toy, right? right. Tools exactly. and toolboxes. So, so yeah, so so yeah, we're. Right in the middle of our season, we're getting ready to go to Epping uh, coming up. Uh, we've got a we want to race this year, first time in four years, Caleb. We want to race, so so yeah, things are looking up. We have a great crew chief, crew team, all the team guys are great. So yeah, we're looking forward to. Aaron has it on kill a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, he does. I mean, we work 
closely together. He he has his experience with dragsters a lot on Morgan's team. Yeah, you know, he sure. worked for Morgan for five years and won yeah. a lot of races with Morgan. A lot of races. And so yeah, we uh, we meshed our our ideas together. And, yeah, and it's you know it's taken a while, but it's it's starting to unfold and be really good. That was the thing we were. I'll never forget we were at Brainerd and Morgan pulls up there and it's you know Brainerd. It's hotter than hell. It's in it's in August, and he pulls up on the line and. I'm standing there next to Forrest, and I said, what do you think? He said, it's either going to blow the tires off of it or it's going to set a world record yeah. because I don't know which yeah, one. Yeah, you're right. And it goes down there and absolutely sets a track record. I mean, like yeah. that. He, I said, well, yeah. good thing it came out yeah. the right way because the right. old man, he'd go off. Oh, yeah. Him, yeah. Know, so. but, uh, but, no, he's Aaron's a great dude. And you know what? It's That's the other thing about the drag racing business. You know, there are teams, but – Man, there's this team that this team member that's worked with that team member, and it's it's a big family, you know. It really is. Yeah, so. and you know, think about Aaron. He's his attitude. He's got a good attitude. You yeah. know, he's not. You don't. You you know, you want a guy that that's not afraid to take some criticism because this is a tough sport. I mean, it's it's no different than being in the locker room or being behind the scenes. You know, you, you can't. I've had guys that I've worked with before that, you know, that that they they take it personally and it's like and then that's when trouble starts you know then there's arguments there's dissension and then the car never really runs good so with Aaron you know we we've had our rough spots but you know we we get over it and within two minutes you know there's there's definitely behind the seat like call it the the uh what they call it the war room yeah sure which is where our computer is and stuff so but anyway great guy good experience younger guy he's you know in his mid-40s so and he's a great fabricator so the car shows up to the track it's prepared He's a great teacher, and we have another guy, a guy by the name of Glenn Huzar, who was with the Patron team for many years, who's also a great fabricator. So we're able to do a lot of our own in-house fab work that I used to have to sub sure, out. Sure. And I think in the end, in the end, that that's what a lot of these big teams are doing. They do all their own, so you can control the quality in-house. So that's the other part of that the people don't really see. They don't see, okay, well, how's this team structured? You know, we're a single car team, but we're. Oh, you know, well-groomed single car team. You know, we have what it takes to compete at the highest level, and I think we have the we now. And I couldn't say this for a lot of years. There was two or three years that I didn't have the people that I felt needed to put me over the top to compete with these other guys, the Schumacher teams, the Force team. But I do feel like we have that now. I uh, I I don't disagree at all. And you know, it's interesting. So you know, Toyota is a great marketing partner, and of course you know, unbelievable friends of ours as well. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, all of their work that they're doing in, uh, you know, in the series, you know, it, it, it you know, talking about traction and, you know, the tune-ups, I mean, so is Shaggy still going to the, to the races or is there somebody still showing up from TRD? Or yeah, they, that? they have, uh, JP, um, John Pierre, I think they call we call him JP, but uh, the Shaggy's still on the on the uh, cusp. I think he kind of, yeah. oh, I think he's more over in NASCAR now. But Toyota has, yeah, the Toyota has a great support system. What Toyota provides for us, similar to NASCAR, and that they su- supply us with support, with the support that we would have to hire a track expert, and because they have this, the on track support to help us read the track, what's the track conditions like. You know, that's something that all the Toyota teams get. We're one of them, thankfully. And so, yeah, they're, you know, and I love the body. The body, the shape of the yeah. Camrys are great. Yeah. Great downforce and low drag and that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's uh, good partners. I love the, uh, I love it. I, I know I was at one race and I can't even remember what it was that 
you know, Shaggy had a piece of uh, pavement on the roof of the trailer and uh, it was trying to make sure he knew exactly what the temperature was at the track and yeah. the sun. Yeah. I was like, all right. Yeah. You know, and this is a, you know, Shaggy was a Formula One guy. Right. You know, he was a Formula One Toyota guy. Right. And, uh, you know, I was told one time by somebody who definitely knew, you know, Toyota's Formula One uh, budget was $800 million yeah, a year. Right. And they still didn't win. Yeah. And uh, Ankyo, Mr. Toyota, said, we're, we're done. Yeah. We're not doing this anymore. There's there's zero reason for that. And, you know, they've gotten into, you know, the NASCAR, the uh, the, uh, the the rally, uh, you know, the rally, right. the NHRA in a right. big way. Right. And, you know, sponsoring actual events and, and things like that. So I, uh, you know, I, I, of course, know a lot of you guys and, you know, we've been friends a long yeah. time, you know, and and, you know, I. I got to say, of course, there's always room for all kinds of improvements and everything and all of us and everything. But it, it definitely seems like the NHRA maybe is starting to starting to turn the corner and starting to come back with some good stuff. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, with the Fox, uh, Fox Sports 1, and we're going to be on the big network at some of the West Coast races coming up in Denver, Seattle, I think Sonoma, Sonoma. I'm sorry, Sonoma, Seattle. So that helps. TV helps the exposure. But I think they're the NHRA. You're right. I think they're starting to get. Uh, they're starting to get it. They're starting yeah. to get some newer, newer, younger guys, younger thinking. Uh, I know one of the big controversies has been the track prep, but really the track prep. You know, there's a couple guys that 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 critique it, but really it's more than just the track prep. It's okay. How can we make the sport healthier? How can we get? How can we make it affordable where more owners can come in and make it a viable investment? Um, but to have a three million dollar a year cost and and it's and <laughs> right. sponsors are giving you a million and a half that doesn't quite work out and doesn't want to. So when your dad did it, what do you think the budget was, or what did they? Oh, what man. do you think? They, you know, my dad did it because you had the car. The yeah. car was sitting in your shop. Is it still there? No, no. We 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 sold it to a to a museum. We figured, hey, they could display it better than that us. Car get, is yeah. unbelievable. But the way they did it back in the day in the sixties is they would it would I uh, uh, put it next to owning a boat. You get out, you get a big a pitcher of beer, or not a pitcher, but a ice chest full of beer. You get your buddies that want to, you know, go out on the, yep. this in this yep. case, go out and work on a car. And so it would be no, it would be all volunteer. And I have yet, I've had probably two hundred employees throughout the years. I have yet to get a guy that will work for a couple beers. <laughs> And something to eat, right? It doesn't work that way. Everybody, everybody's good, like this. And you got good food. Yeah, you good got food, good yeah. food at your place. So. so it was a little different back then. And but really, honestly, my dad would build a lot of his own cars. He would go, uh, you know, he'd weld the chassis. He would do a lot, lot of stuff. I mean, I think that's really the part of racing that I think I'm. I wish I could go back. Maybe not as that far back, but I wish I could go back maybe ten years when you had um, there were just a few more. Sponsors weren't as smart as they were, so you could yeah. go in there. Like I know of, cert- I'm not going to mention any names, but I know of certain teams that would get like upwards of five million dollars annually per car. You, good luck to telling that your sponsor. Very, spon- fam- very familiar with what spon- you're talking sponsors about. Sponsors know they they know what 
everybody's paying. They know exactly who's looking at that on yes, their phone. They look right, at this. Right. And we do too. I mean, so, we, so, so it's hard to go on there and go, yeah, I need this to write. They're like, okay, yeah, right. Here's and all what, these people are going to be watching. Yeah, here's what we're going to pay you. You need to make it work. So, but, but it's, it's a great living. I, I've, uh, let's see, we're talking when I, you were talking to me about when I started, I started really late eighties and here it's 2018 and I'm, you know, still racing. So, one of the, That's one of, a hell of a compliment. Yeah, thank you. One of the strategies I had, I thought, you know, I never want to, I didn't want to be a 40 something or older, God forbid, looking for a dry, a ride. Right. Yeah, so right. I, I didn't want to be like, hey, can I, you know, can because I Because that's what it would turn out. That's be, what it right? would be. So I, yeah. it was as painful and as, and I had to go back because I went from driving one of the top, top running nitro funny cars to like bottom of the bar. I had to start all those. That was hard for me to do because. You know, I felt like I had helped the owner build and bring in the people, so right. I kind of felt a part of that. And then when that went away, and I started out, it was like, yeah, that was hard to do. But thankfully, by 2008, we were we we're in championship form. We won a championship with Advance. The next year, they were gone. Start up with Snap On. I kind of had to start over again there, but we've had some big wins, and uh, and we're I think we can win another championship. I really do. So I guarantee it. Here I we are. It. Absolutely. You know, that's that's funny that you say. Uh, a 40-something or a 50-something, you know, looking for a job because that's – there's a lot to be said about that, and, you know, with you. I mean, that's that's like this place, you know, like fatheads. You know what? The day that it becomes a job will be the day I don't do this anymore. You know what? I love it just as much as you love racing. Are there some days that are better than others? Yeah. Are there – you know, do we have great people around us that we – you know that we spend more time with than we yeah. do our family, right? Rely you on, you know, yeah. and we rely on them. I mean, yep. you for your safety, and yep. and uh, you know all the logistics of getting you up and down the road. I mean, we've got we've got a million moving parts on both sides of it, and uh, you know I respect that because there's uh, there's a lot of people on the outside that look in and think, oh, you know, that guy's a top, you know, he's a he's a funny car driver, he's a top fuel driver, whatever, you know, and and. God, he's got it made. You have zero idea. Oh yeah, it yeah. Is, it's it's. I mean, every time you're one, you're you're strapping yourself to a rocket, you know that that you're controlling to some point down this quarter mile or you know now thousand foot. When are they going back to quarter mile? By the way, man, I don't know. But you know, we actually a lot of people still race quarter mile. They just they don't know that they that oh, we're supposed to shut off back there. Yeah, they drive it clear across. So we're, we're actually racing quarter mile, but the but the 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 finish line is a thousand foot. But I yeah. really don't look at it any different. Yeah. I do shut the car off a little earlier, but it's really you're you're talking three hundred and twenty feet when you're traveling that speed. It yeah. man, it goes by like plus, yeah, yeah, it goes by like that. So you thought about shutting it off, and then you were at the other line. Right? Yeah, well, and and what's happening now is we're going as fast our terminal velocity, our speed at the thousand foot. We're going as fast as we were at 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 a quarter mile. What? six or seven whenever they changed it oh eight or oh nine yeah so now the tracks are back to bend it's all we can do to stop our cars you know if our parachutes are a little delayed and like you know i've been in the sand a couple times because the parachutes either didn't come out but what what i guess what i'm saying is the tracks are now becoming because when it first started racing thousand foot it's like oh man look at all this room we have now man i could see the freaking when i could see the weave of the net yeah from the starting line hey man it's you know you know, so we're really relying on so, our parachutes so, now. So when the chutes get tangled up, don't come out exactly right, you've got a handbrake. 
you get a handbrake, but and what else? Do the you carbon have fiber. That's it. Your carbon fiber brakes, four wheel carbon fiber brakes. But believe it or not, that's not enough to stop a car. I mean, it, you can slow it down a little bit. I've managed to slow it down enough, but I'm one of those drivers that shut it off. Like I close the throttle blades pretty close to the thousand foot. Why? Because I know if I have a problem. I do not want to be – my biggest fear, besides catching on fire and being burned to death, one of my biggest fears is being tangled up in the net, upside down, and on fire. If that, if you think about that, for, and not being able to get out, that is my biggest fear I have. And I think about it now and then, and I get a little bit claustrophobic. So that's something that I you know, don't want to have happen, but I do everything I can. So I guess you could say I respect the speed, and right. you know, so I – so I give myself a little. I guess what I'm saying, I give myself maybe a few extra hundred feet. Yeah. But the but the brake handle, I mean, it's you know, it's it's there, but it's. I had the throttle stick one time in Gainesville. Yeah, Gainesville in 2008, and I always thought, oh man, if the throttle ever stuck, sure, I can handle. I'll do this, this, and this. No, I was like a. I was literally a passenger. What I didn't realize is the g-force from the car pinning you back. You, you don't. You can't even hardly reach the brake. So it was wide open throttle. The bracket broke, and, and the pressure from the yeah. from the from the engine revving up at the the uh, pump pressure kept the blades wide open. So you know what shut it off? It ran out of fuel and blew the body off the car. That's the only reason the car shut off. So if that doesn't get your attention, I really think that the day is going to come where NHRA needs to. Well, it's it's here now. It's been here for a few years. Where they probably need to look at the engines and figure out okay, how can we how can we um, Make have them have a little less horsepower. Cause I, did you see my my uh, explosion a couple races ago, Rico? I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, I probably did. it was. I've had a several. I've been driving funny cars for a long time, and I it was one. It was it was it, it was like basically putting instead of like one stick of dynamite under the blower, it was like putting ten. The, the destruction was massive, and it was scary. I had parts coming back at me. It, it blew off, it blew a hole in my little driver's shield. Yeah, sure. It's a body. So I'm th- and I asked the NHRA guys. This. I go, guys, the, the the head guys, I go, do we really need to have these cars where it does that? That's the price you pay for hanging a valve, breaking a rod. I says, man, this is out of hand. And so, you know, I'm one of many. There's been a lot of those. All the DSR guys, guys are blown. I think force is all blown. Yeah. But my point yeah. is, is that do we need that mass destruction and the cars going 340 in 1,000 feet? No. The answer is no. So – you know, without getting there's too a, political, there's, yeah. there, there's got to be an, a different way because if you think about it, everybody's – the big sanctioning bodies have all restricted their cars. And I hate to use the word restricted because right. that, that kind of – that's that's not what people want to hear. But uh, they've, they've done things because technology has right. gotten – so the cars right. are going like – what are they – you know, and, and I'm afraid that somebody's going to have to get hurt before they, you know, they, they right. realize something. Right. But, you know, we'll – And unfortunately, we lost Scott. You know, in oh, yeah. yeah, I think it was right. late right. when they changed right. to a thousand feet, which, you know, uh, unfortunately, English Town is probably really not one of the uh, one of one with the best runoff, right? You know, and uh, and you know, it, it 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 was him getting, you know, him losing his life, you know, a dynasty, a family, right? A, a, you know, right. of of racers, you know, and and the thing of it is, it's like it's like. So we changed that to a thousand feet, you know, and and there's probably a way. And I'm not saying that. I mean, let's talk about how the NHRA started. I mean, it was kind of run what you brung, right. you know what I mean. And then all of a sudden, you know, there were people like 
your dad and, you know, Big Daddy right. and Karamasina, you know, right. and all these guys. And so they start coming along and, and tweaking this and tweaking that. And, and you're right. I mean, there's engineers that are crazy smart that are making these parts and making these things do things that nobody would ever right. imagine they would right. do. And uh, the thing to make it where it's, one, affordable for the racer – but if it's affordable for the racer, then it's affordable for the fan to come watch it. Right. Okay. Right. And if it's affordable for the racer and affordable for the fan, then you have a show. Right. You know, and that's that's and I get what you're saying. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's economics and whether you know, but people at the at the at the track or some of the guys, they don't realize that there's a lot more and it's not and some people take it as oh we're 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 picking on a certain team, but there's the race, just as we've made the cars faster, NHRA has gone from, you know, back at like my, when my dad raised where you could, you know, it was a little sticky to the tracks are so sticky, it's like Velcro. Right. You know, if you walk on off. the track, yeah, a lot of fans don't realize you walk on that racetrack, especially the way they used to spray it, you know, or last year, the year before. Yeah. It literally takes your shoe off. Yeah. You walk across it, it will peel your shoe right. off. So, of like this no prep racing, these other kind of racing that's going on, I, I'm thinking, the fans don't even want it prepped that much because it, yeah. it's like a little bit. It's like cheating a little bit in a way. Right. You know, it's, well, it's, it's like it's, it, when they did it at NASCAR. Remember, they, right. they put stick them on. Right. Uh, I don't know if it's Bristol or Charlotte, right. but they did something the similar similar product. Right. They put it on there, and they're like, "Oh, well, it'll make it more racing." No, it it made it like they had a big wing on the car. Right. And it was stuck to the track. Right. I mean, the best thing about Bristol back in the day was. There was there was a certain way you had to pass people, right? And it was usually by bump and run, right? Right. It wasn't a, it wasn't a oh well, I'll take the center line or the middle or or, right. or the outside or right. the inside. Now there's three lines of racing. They're like oh this is going. Who said it was going to bake it that way? The people who owned the track, right. NASCAR, because yeah. I can tell you the fans didn't go. Man, if this was three wide racing right. here on this half mile, right? Hell with that. Right. They want to see somebody get wiped out. Right. Like Dale Earnhardt used to push do. Push them out like, of the way, yeah. Push them out of the way, go past them. And that's what's missing. That's what we were just talking about at the beginning of this was with Kyle Bush and Kyle Larson. The best thing was, yeah, Kyle got to him, tried to put a slide job on him, missed it, yeah. and got him got, you know, got up, in his door. Got in his door, yeah. which he should have never went up as far as he did. There, That slide was not even close to yeah. being there. But he got into his door a little bit and got him, got him shook up. Well... You know what? When he went into the next turn, he's lucky that Kyle Busch is as good a driver as he is that he didn't wipe them both out. Right, right. You know, but it was so crazy that you saw where he got him loose, and it upset Kyle Busch's car so much, it put him up into the wall. Right. He gets out of the wall and finishes the race. But, you know, yeah, the fans were booing. Hell, I used to like it when they were, you know, if, uh, you know, Jeff Gordon would win and beat Dale Jr., they were throwing Budweiser right, cans right, on the track right. at him and <laughs> – <laughs> Rather have them doing that than saying nothing, sitting on their hands, right? Right, right exactly. So remember back in the seventies, they had stick them for NFL football players. Oh yeah, they used to be able to put oh like, yeah whatever. It's like like pine tar. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they could just get like get a ball out they of just the put air. A hand, yeah, put a hand. So up. what? What? I, the reason why I brought up no prep racing. Think about it this way. Think about it if it was like prep racing or hell yeah prep or you got it prep. Whatever, whatever metaphor name you want to call it, it, it's popular because it's no prep. That takes a little bit more right. doing to get right. that, especially if a little tired to hook up and go that way. So I, I like that idea. I think that would be 
that would be crazy to try to get that to adjust the clutch and all the well, stuff they're, they're the right a, way. Yeah, they're actually doing that now, and it's you know, and there's been uh, several different. We want to race in the, with the new prep. Uh, there's been some other cars that you might not have seen had the track been you know just balls to the wall like it was before, and so it's good. Clay so anyway. Milliken. Yeah, Clay Milliken, Clay's right? Putting yeah, down. putting it down. Yeah, so IHRH, IHRH. So I think I think it's just about a matter of of uh, of having people realize that you know what? Oh, you can slip the clutch a little bit, like we used to. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, and then it works. It shouldn't all be about brute power because brute right. power, like we talked about earlier, economics doesn't work. It costs too much money. Well, that's you know, there, there was there was got not to interrupt. Yeah. There, there was take a crankshaft for example. I heard through the through the pits, which I'm pretty familiar with, with BS and, and no BS, but there were the crank life last couple of years. And some teams have been three to four runs. We're talking $5,000 a piece cranks last. And think about it. Four runs. That's a mile. Like that's, that's on a crank. So yeah. you're not going to get, you're not going to grow the sport doing that. No. So I'm glad they're doing something and it's still great racing they're, they're So you're not running three eighties. We're running three uh, nineties and four O's. We're still okay. going 320. It's yeah. like, yeah. And you know what? Sometimes people like to see the underdog win. Yeah. Clay Milliken. Exactly. Beat a Schumacher. Yeah. Clay Milliken is one of the best dragsters going right now. Who yeah. ever thought that? Yeah. And they have, they're like us. They're a single car team. Right. They're not, there's no affiliation. Stringer. With other teams. Yeah. Right. They're, yeah. They, I, in fact, somebody said the other day they had like three spare engines. Right. Like some of these guys have three spare engines like in their, in their, when you walk in the door, yeah, right, you know, so, right, and yeah, they've got ten, to, ten more, ten, at the ten more in the back, right? Yeah, well, that's it's, uh, and Clay, Clay is one of the one of the nicest people you'd ever yeah, meet in this world, yeah. and he's uh, he's been around it. He's another guy who yeah. never walked away yeah. from it, yeah. kept fighting, racing IHRA, and for years with the you know with the Warner car, and yep. yeah, yeah, IHRA. He was. Uh, yeah, he was and, the, he was the man, and 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 uh, and uh, old Bruce Letton, glory be to God. Yeah, yeah. Every time he gets out of the right. car, yeah, he's uh, missing 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 a thumb. And I said to him, I said, Bruce, how the hell did you lose your thumb? He said, I was drag racing motorcycles, and the chain got it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, you had Selzy that would race the Chili Bowl. Of course, you that would race the Chili Bowl. I think Caps didn't Caps yeah, run. Ron Caps, one yeah, Caps. Yeah, he raced the Chili Bowl and the Prelude. Prelude yeah. to the Dream. Yeah, yeah. Late models. Yeah. So all this stuff outside the NHRA, the NHRA should be promoting this. They should right. say, "Hey, here's some money. Go yeah. infiltrate this other sport right, and bring right. us some more fans right, back." You right. know and. It was always fun. It wasn't fun. I didn't like watching you hit that wall down at the oh, end, yeah. of, in, yeah. end of one. Where I think the, the hay, I think the hay is still falling, falling on the ground back there. But yeah, you know what's funny about that? I was, is I, I was, I wasn't even racing. I, 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 it was at the at the checkered, right? And I thought, you know, I'm going to buzz the tires and see see yeah. if there's any traction up there. And it was all marbles. Yeah. So I went in there and, and it buzzed it, and it was like just kept going straight. It stayed up there. But it I, never moved. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was sitting next to Ed Laukas. Yeah. Know, oh, yeah. Exactly. Right, right. And he goes, oh, my God, one of our guys just got hurt. Yeah. I mean, he was looking at it because that wall did not move. Well, luckily. And your car was like. The hay bale. <laughs> yeah, I stopped in one spot. At one spot. The hay bale saved me. I was never so happy to see a bunch of straw. But, you know, funny thing, other than my shoulder was sore, I, I – I didn't even hardly feel it. I was like, man, what am I doing here upside down? Because the thing hit 
hit oh, yeah, the bail. Oh yeah, like that, gentle yeah. roll. Right, over, right, right, yeah. But I, so I so since you're on that subject, I did we did buy a midget, so I have a stealth old school stealth narrow, um, that's all ready to go turnkey. So we're thinking about running the chili bowl, but we're we're also thinking about running the uh, the Brickyard 400 yep, pre yep, USAC yep, race, yep. the little dirt track there. And we may play around with it here and there between our races. You know, so, it's so who's gonna who's gonna drive? You know, don't know, don't know. Um, you got a big enough seat for me? I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a narrow stealth, so that sucker is tight. But but I, it was it was a it, I bought it just because it was a good deal, yep. and it was sitting on the west coast. A good friend of mine, Steve Watt, Maxwell Industries, yep, yep. Uh, said, "Hey, we're at PRI." He says, "Hey, you know, I've got this midget. It's Chili Bowl ready." And he showed me a picture of it, and I was like, "Oh man, I remember that car. It's the six car." Yep. Yep. Um, so anyway, long story short, we, you know, we got the price, paid for it, got it shipped, and it's sitting at the shop. It's everything complete minus the seat. So I called uh, Bernie at the Indy Parts, sent me a seat over, a little kirky, little narrow thing. Don't need to full containment because I'm not going to run it, and I'm not going to have anybody run out the big tracks. Just yeah. little short yeah. tracks. So yeah, we'll see. TBD is as far as driver goes. Nice. I think the thing at uh, for the Brickyard weekend, you know, one thing that I'll say about the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, of course, we have a suite there that, you know, we, we bring customers, friends, and family yep. to. But, you know, one of the things about there is, you know, Doug, Doug Bowles is finding a way to make it more than an event. And it, more than a race, he's he's turning it into an event. Yeah, just like the IndyCar race, just like you know uh, that now the NASCAR race with this being part of it. I mean, get some people out to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, experience it. You know, we're talking about the prices and things like that. I mean, let's let's forget about the eighty dollar a ticket. Okay, you can't take your family, right? You know, no. As much as somebody'd want to sit in the stands, I mean it. it it's not going to happen, right. you know. Let's make it affordable where, you know, yeah, maybe you can't pay the Dell Juniors that are now a, a TV announcer and, right. you know, some of these other folks like sure. that, you know. So I think that – I think they're all going in the right direction. Right. And I think there's enough there for everyone. I think that IndyCar has an unbelievable path in front of them with the talent that they have there, the racing and, and everything that's – starting to evolve but that race with uh with USAC I sat and talked with Kevin Miller at length uh at the at uh during the 500 uh, I think it was Saturday maybe before the 500 you know I sat and talked to him at length about what was going on and what their plans were with that and you know what? It's going to be awesome. It's going to be unbelievable. Now, are they, is it going to be a USAC points event? Like, a, a, would it be a national show? I believe it is. Really? Yes, and That'd actually, be kind of cool and it's going to be. Uh, it's it, my understanding is it's going to be a pretty significant pay. Really? Yeah, it's going to be way more than a than a usual show. So you've got all the NASCAR guys there now. They're they're probably not going to run, but they're definitely probably going to be over there checking it out. Right, right, you right. Know, and uh, there's a couple guys that can jump right in. Those Casey, Casey Kane, obviously the, the obvious guys, Kyle Larson's Casey, uh, and those guys should be in them. Yeah, Christopher Cause, Bell, cause, I'm cause, sure because they run they run the Chili Bowl every yeah. year. So Caleb and I were were talking, uh, we were talking about man, they should dig up IRP and make it make a dirt track out there because really, if you think about it, there's really no significant. Dirt track, especially smaller ones for right. midgets around right. this area, and you know you'd think there would be, but and I told and I told him I said you know we used to have the suite out at 
you know, out at Lucas Oil Raceway, IRP. Right. And, uh, you know, as soon as they lost NASCAR, you know, that was really our that. And, you know, you guys, of course, that was the that was the biggest draw. That's why we wanted right. it. Well, you lose half of that, then it sets empty all year, you know, so you can't entertain folks. I said, you, one, need to turn this into a dirt track, or you need to build a dirt track over in that field over there. And, you know, the NHRA, they're they're busy trying to go straight. They're not interested in that. Right. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, and, you know, I thought maybe with Peter coming in and the rest of the guys, you know, who knows, that may change. But I said around that whole NASCAR weekend, they ought to have the trucks on the mild dirt at the fairgrounds. Right. You know, that you want to put a show on yeah. that, that would be that would be pretty badass. Yeah. If you had the 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 Xfinity cars back out at IRP, which is where they belong. Right. I mean, uh I love the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, but it it has no place for that. Yeah. It just isn't uh you know, the cup guys, you know, it it is what it is, that's what it is. And uh we're definitely a city of racing. We gotta figure yeah. out how to spread it around, but uh I appreciate you coming by. Thanks for your support, as always. Yeah, thanks for your your support, Rico. I, I was going to tell this quick story before, and th- I yeah. just want to say thanks for doing what you what you've done with the glasses. But you know, fat head here, fat head here. <laughs> so I used to go buy glasses, sunglasses, and I'd put them on, and they'd be like pretty tight right here, and you know that's not comfortable. So I would just pick pick a pick a set, take them off, put another set on. So I finally figured out, okay, get the little cigarette lighter. Heat the freaking frames, the bridge, right? bend them out, <laughs> file them so they open up a little bit, and then you came along. So yeah. thanks for for what you do and and I was wondering how you wore those other frames. So now oh, I know yeah. what the program. Yeah. Well, they was. they just you know they they just didn't fit. It's just like okay, well I guess this is you know this is the way it is. But this you is you came got. along, yeah. great invention, and I'm glad to see you're successful and it's going. And we loved it, your support and yeah. uh, thanks for having us. Absolutely, thanks a lot, brother. All right, brother. All right, man. Yep. You've been listening to The Skinny with Rico Elmore, founder and CEO of Fatheads Eyewear. For more information about Rico, visit his personal page at ricoelmore.com. And be sure to check out all of our great products at fatheads.com. The undisputed leader in oversized eyewear is Fatheads. Fatheads.